0: Alrighty, good morning, everyone. Guru and Wiz, fantasy football podcast, and Wiz. If I'm not mistaken, we have a game two weeks from tonight. Am I correct?
1: You are 100. We have um, we have NFL football starting exactly two weeks from tonight, and uh, I know a bunch of drafts. I have one coming up this weekend, and a bunch coming up within the next. You know 10 days or so so uh, you know things are uh it's about to get real in here so so i hope uh people who uh have been you know paying attention and focusing and uh listening to us and uh and using us as uh as somewhat of a guideline uh for the upcoming season and uh I think if you have, you're going to do well because I, I think there are a lot of people who now realize that there's going to be football, and they're scrambling. They're scrambling to get into their leagues. They're scrambling to catch up, and, you know, we've been saying all along it's a lot to catch up on. So um, we're, I feel like we're well ahead of the game, and uh, hopefully those that have been
0: listening to us uh, listen to us or, or feel like that as well. Pretty big news um, for Howie Z last night. I saw uh... Looks like Kalen Balaz is going to get cut by the uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh,
1: <laughs> I saw, I saw that, I saw that. And you, you, you and Howie have some. You guys like the Hatfields and McCoys. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, you fun. know,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a, heated, it's a heated rival. You know, I called him out to be in his division this year. So uh, you know. Well, well,
1: yeah, we'll we'll have a lot of a lot of fun. We always do in our leagues. But I think what we want to talk about in this po- podcast is get into positions. And what we're going to do is we're going to have this podcast basically about players. Whose convictions were even stronger about than they've been all the you know for the for the entire off season, who we even feel stronger about conviction wise, and then even some players that maybe we have a little bit of a, a reversal or a different bit of thought process on where maybe we like them more now than we did earlier, or the other way we like them and now we're kind of souring on them a little bit. So uh, we're going to do that for all of the positions. Uh, quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end on this podcast and you know we're, 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 let's start let's start with quarterback and I'll go first and I'm going to talk about two quarterbacks and both these quarterbacks I'm stronger in my conviction on and they're both in a negative way um I was watching uh you know just just flipping through the channels and it was just a fantasy show that was on yesterday I forgot even one channel it was on um and they were doing quarterback rankings, and, you know, as usual, like everyone else, they have Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the second tier, in the first tier. We have everybody else, Mahomes, group. here are the players that we have there. And I almost spit out my drink when I saw Josh Allen in that group. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. My conviction today is stronger than it's ever been that his ADP, his average draft position is way out of whack. That and, and for some people to have him in a group with Prescott and Russ Wilson and Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray and some other quarterbacks, I think is, is ridiculous. I'm sour on that quarterback. Um Not, you know, like if his ranking was to fall a lot lower and his value was to become fair, that's one thing. But where he is being drafted at the quarterback position and the, 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 you know, rankings that a lot of people give him, I think is ridiculous. How is he going to duplicate nine rushing touchdowns, um, 500 yards rushing, all of those carries, you know, Listen, if somebody else drafts him and I get beat by Josh Allen in a fantasy playoff game or somebody dominates the season with Josh Allen, tip my hat to them, I don't see it. His accuracy was the worst of any NFL quarterback last year, and I'm just not going to believe he's going to duplicate the rushing touchdowns or rushing attempts and yards. And uh, if it comes down to passing, you know, I'm a, I'm not a big fan. So, I'm um, I'm I'm a seller on Josh Allen. I I am even stronger in my conviction. And the other quarterback is Cam Newton. Um, I just have to see it to believe it. Uh, and he's being drafted. He's he's inching up. He's like in a lot of you know rankings. I've seen him like around 15ish. So like kind of like right in between quarterback one, quarterback two. And he's like you know the more publicity and the more thing that he's clearly the starter, the more he moves up, I have got to take a wait-and-see approach with Cam Newton. Um, there's a lot of dynamics going on, his, his you know new offense, his connection with new players, the fact that Brady had such a rapport with the key guys there like Edelman and James White, and now... You know, I don't know, they may start thinking about running some RPOs, but is Cam Newton going to be in the condition to take off and run like his first few years in the league? So those two quarterbacks, I am even stronger on my convictions going the other way, sour on Josh Allen and Cam Newton as far as their average draft position. So you could comment on that and then get into some of the quarterbacks uh, you feel strongly one way or another about.
0: So so it's funny, on on, on Allen, I'm I'm pretty shocked that on a variety of uh, prognosticators that I've looked at that, that he's a top 10 quarterback. I'm, I'm completely uncomfortable with, with that. Um, first of all, I think he'll, he'll run less this year anyway on cause that's the one allure that he's had 17 rushing touchdowns over the last two seasons, but you know, he's, he's an inaccurate quarterback. And I said to you before, and I'm not going to be surprised <laughs> that we, we won't see this during the season, but I'm going to tell you, Stefan Diggs is going to be coming off that, Field shaking his head a couple of times at, uh, at Josh Allen <laughs> I'm telling you right now so um, I'm right there with you on, on, on that um, I don't really have a strong opinion on Cam Newton because I, I just don't think the Patriots have a better option than him at the moment um, and that's not saying a lot so it's going to be a, just an interesting season in general for the, for the Patriots so um, but but Jared Stidham doesn't seem like he's an answer either so it's just I think it's just a, a, tricky, uh, a tricky, tricky equation overall in New England this year. Um, so for me, hmm, so, so one quarterback, I have a, I have a group of quarterbacks that my, my conviction levels on them are higher. And in the leagues that I don't get Patrick Mahomes in, or don't get Russell Wilson in, for example, I'm going to be playing around with, with the following players in some way, shape or form, depending on their bye weeks and stuff, because it's a little trickier doing it with, um, Rivers and Newton, sorry, uh, Phillip Rivers and Gardner Minshew, for example, because they both have the same bye week. So, if you're carrying two quarterbacks, but but there's four, a group of four quarterbacks that I'm very convinced that are going to out outshine their their rankings, and they're all kind of like in the probably. 12 down category somewhere between 12 and 12. Uh, these quarterbacks that you have a stronger conviction on than you
1: originally did yeah. or, or any or any in this group that you've had like a uh, you know like maybe a different line of thinking where maybe you thought one way a few weeks or months ago and now you're having a different view on or are they all just more stronger convictions than you've previously had
0: I'm gonna get to the first part of what you asked me last. So I'll come back to okay. that point. So, but the, the three guys I'm strongly convinced in right now um, are Daniel Jones, Phillip Rivers, and Gardner Minshew. I really like I, – I just think those quarterbacks are in a very good position here to out outdo where they're going to be ranked. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be number one quarterbacks, but I, I think those are the type of quarterbacks that I want to play around with uh, as a second quarterback, or if I'm going to go into the, you know, the quote-unquote zero, zero quarterback category, you know, if you ask me to play around with matchups with Daniel Jones and, and, say, Phillip Rivers, I would enjoy doing that. I think it's going to be a nice little combination. I, I just I just feel stronger about the weapons in Indianapolis, the offensive line there, and it by all accounts of what I've seen – the little I've seen and, and what the beat writers have been talking about, Daniel Jones has really progressed a lot as a player um, from what people were seeing last year. So so that's that that's answers the, the second part of the uh, equation. And then the, the first part uh, – sorry, the first part of the equation. The second part that you asked me about a player that I actually am reversing my opinion on, and he's just ranked way too low, and this is a, probably a Hall of Famer without a doubt in my mind, is, is, is Aaron Rodgers. And I just think – a combination of Jordan Love not being, you know, you discussed the player, you were shocked at, you know, where he went, and chip on his shoulder, and I just think something to prove. There's a lot of naysayers. He's ranked pretty low given his kind of history, although last year's history is not a good one, but I think he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to outperform his ranking decisively. So that's a shift in direction in that player.
1: Fair enough. So w- my view on – so let me ask you this, because this is my view on Aaron Rodgers. Like, I felt I, – I, I said that I don't feel he's quarterback one, but I do feel he's being looked at, you know, his, his price is right as far as I'm concerned. So what, I, what I'm asking you is, are you of the uh, feeling that the price is right or your feeling is – No, no. I I think Aaron Rodgers is right back into that quarterback one territory and his ADP of like 15 to 18 is way out of whack. Which is your view right now on Rodgers?
0: Quarterback one.
1: Okay, that's that's strong. You're in the minority on that, and I'll tell you what that's going to do for you. That's going to give you great value on Aaron Rodgers if you're right I mean that's the type of thing that we've talked about is like getting on values I love to zig when everyone else is zagging I think that's the way to go and I think that's what you're doing with Rodgers now I don't think he's you know when I look at his ranking I think it's it's right I don't I don't have as strong of a view that he's going to be in the quarterback one but I certainly don't agree with him being moved that far in the pack. So I think he's right. I think he's, you know, good value. But let me tell you something. If you feel he's back in that quarterback one, you know, top ten-ish, you're going to get great value because in a snake draft, you'll be able to draft him late. And in an auction draft, he certainly will not go the price as he has um, the last decade, really. So um, we'll we'll see how that one works out. Yep. Um, Are we ready to move on to running backs? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. So, I'm going to start with running backs, and uh, I'm going to talk about three guys, and unlike quarterback, where I had negative views, I'm going to talk about three running backs where I think their ADP is too low, and they're going to be better than what the ADP has is, is, is been. Um, the first is, is, a, is, a, is a rookie, DeAndre Swift, and... The more I think about the situation, I'm thinking about the intent of the organization, and if they just felt Kerryon Johnson was their guy, no doubt. I mean, he's still a young player, so it's not about contract situation yet. I'm looking at the intent. I'm looking at the player, and I don't know necessarily if he's a better player than Kerryon Johnson. I'm not willing to go that far, but what I am willing to say is, He will have the opportunity, I believe, based on intent, where he was drafted, and the type of player he is, to really maybe take control and and get the lion's share, no pun intended, the lion's share of carries for the Lions. Um, So DeAndre Swift, the more I think about it, based on intent, uh, if he can pass protect, if he can not make mental mistakes on the field, his physical ability is outstanding, I think he should be ranked higher than his average draft position. Then another player who had a lot of hype at the beginning um, when Philip Rivers was signed is Naheem Hines. And I think he's been, like, forgotten about. He's an afterthought. And let me just say this. By no means am I going to say that he's a better runner than Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor. What I am willing to say is he is light years of a better receiving running back than those two guys. And he is one of the best receiving running backs in the entire NFL. And with Phillip Rivers, he... You know, there's a knack to throwing that pass. I mean, it, it, the way you throw that little swing pass to the running back is the difference whether it's no gain or a big gain or, you know, some sort of a positive play. And he really has a knack and a great understanding and technique on throwing that swing pass uh, over and over to Eckler, giving Eckler, you know, getting the ball in front of Eckler with full momentum so he could pick his head upfield, and make plays. And I just feel in games with a call to trailing, on third and three or longer, in two-minute drills, in certain situations, you're going to see Naheem Hines a lot because as a receiver, he's light years above the other two guys, ahead of him on the depth chart. So in a PPR league, I think Naheem Hines... Is way out of whack with his ranking. And then another guy is a guy that I I know you don't like, so you're probably going to disagree with me on this one. Uh, But that's fine because differing opinions is what makes the world go round. But I'm starting... To get a little bit on the McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon bandwagon. As a Viking fan, I knew what he excelled at and what his role was, and he's just never going to be an inside the tackle, tackles running back and get 20, 25 carries. That's not his game. But. He is a specialist. He is another guy who is elite at catching the ball out of the backfield. He's a different type of player, certainly than Raheem Mostert, and even different than Tevin Coleman as well. So in PPR leagues, I'm high in buying Naheem Hines and Jarek McKinnon at their ADP, and I think that DeAndre Swift is really going to get an opportunity in Detroit. So you could comment on those guys and then get into your players as well.
0: Yeah, I've been playing around a little bit on TikTok, uh, as you know, and uh, I did make a little commentary. I just, I, I would just say I just don't trust Kerryon Johnson. Not to say when he has been in there and healthy, he's been okay. I just don't trust it. And to your point, they went and got the player. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement there. I'm not going to touch the San Francisco part of the equation. I mean, I know you're a Viking fan, and you know the player very well. And and, and you know what? Jarek McKinnon, when he was a Viking, was really an admirable performer. Uh, but he just, unfortunately, has not been able to stay healthy as a San Francisco 49 Look, I think the Niners got to get creative on offense. So, to your point, especially at the start of the season, because guys are banged up, but it'll be interesting, but... Um, yeah, it's it's just a crowded group there, so I, I give you I give you a lot of credit on that one. Um, but you know, I'm I'm personally personally I'm going to stay away from that one. All right, so who am I thinking about? Wow. Um, so, I've been doing some mock drafts, and I have been very astounded because I just overall have a more um, strong opinion that that the offense is going to actually move a little smoother. I like the weapons that they have. And and you're going to be shocked at this one. I think Leonard Fournette, is is, is, there's too big a disparity between where he is. And I've noticed in the mock drafts, the pricing, if you look on ESPN, it's just a shocker to me. Uh, He's just dropped way too far. Um, So, you know, again, we're talking about value here. I mean, you know, maybe this is not going to be consistent and not going to be the case going into drafts. But him being $30 difference, $40 difference than, than guys like, You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry doesn't sit well with me. And that's currently the way he sits when you look at those ESPN mock drafts. So too cheap in my opinion. I just think the offense is going to move a little bit more smoothly. Okay, so I'd say that in that one. I'm I'm very convinced that I'm not going to have Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, or Todd Gurley on my team. I'm just not dealing with either the situation where – The players have been more ineffective. Uh, The offenses are are, are more ineffective, or there's an injury risk there. So I I prefer to go younger, for sure. Um, So that's what I would say to that. Um, And and a guy that I just think, you know, I mentioned him very early on. There's two guys, and I just think they're going to be an integral part of their team's offenses. Uh, One guy, because because it's been compounded by a loss of a player, and that's Darius Geis, I'm very convinced that Antonio Gibson is going to be a big part of that uh, Washington Redskin offense, and uh, on the same uh, on the same kind of pass catching back story, uh, you know, I- I'm very convinced that Boston Scott, they saw what they had in the player at the end of last season, and I think he'll be utilized greatly in this offense.
1: Thanks i gotta i gotta touch base on two players that you mentioned one so lenny fournette you could not stand last year so not 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 so much teasing you that you like him this year but I'm, I'm really interested so are you saying fournette has got some rb1 interest or are you saying just a little bit better than what his adp is coming up as
0: i think just a little bit better than the adp i think you know he should be ranked probably in the top 12 or 13, say, running backs, and I just see him going well below a lot of people that I'm not comfortable with that disparity in pricing that I'm currently seeing in terms of auction pricing. It's just way too off base. So if you're if you're giving me a choice to take a player like Clyde Edwards-Alaire at whatever, $55 to $60 in a $200 salary cap league, or take Lennon Fournette for around $25, bucks, i am going to take Lennon Fournette.
1: When I gave you the scenario that I was, you know, liking Gibson creeping up the draft boards, and your response was one third Peterson, one third Love, yep. one third Gibson. Have have things changed
0: in the Guru's mindset in one week? I, I just the, reading what the beat writers are saying, how much they're trying to run a lot of gadgetry in, in the playbook. The playbook is actually moving towards his skill set, and that's a pretty convincing thing to me.
1: This is a good exercise in that overall, all kidding aside, is that there's nothing wrong with having even stronger convictions than you've had over the last weeks and months and rethinking a situation and reevaluating and saying, yeah, maybe I was off on the player. Maybe he's, he's, he's better than I'm thinking. Maybe he's worse than I'm thinking. Maybe he should be ranked higher. Maybe he should be ranked lower. You have to be adaptable. You can't be stubborn. And you can't be so prideful about thinking maybe you're wrong on a player. These are all key elements to being successful in fantasy football. It's not just about the players and the draft. It's about the way of thinking. So be adaptable and, you know, your, your mind can change quickly about a player don't be, you know, afraid it happens. And, uh, and of course, you know, we always want to have strong convictions on a player and stay with them and stay with them stay with them. But sometimes things change, dynamic change, the thinking changes, and you're looking at these drafts and the ADP of the player, the average draft position changes so dr- dramatically. That may cause you to think
0: differently about a player. Would you agree with all of that? No, I agree with all of that. It's a moving target. Things change, conditions change, and you have to be, you know, I think, you know, to your point, adapting to the conditions that you're given is is extremely important.
1: All righty, let's get to wide receiver, where there are a whole host of different players and, and things to choose from. And um, I'm going to start with one guy that I think is, should be moved a little bit down, and one guy that I think should be moved a little bit up. And listen, honestly, I could probably pick 20 receivers, but um, for the sake of time and, and and for the sake of really honing in on a few players that I'm a little bit stronger conviction on one way or another, I'm going to keep it to two. One is going down. is I don't know about D.J. Moore being a top ten wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I think with a new offense coming in, and I, I don't think – It's more of that I don't think Samuel was used in the right way than I think a negative view on Moore. So I'm kind of thinking that that Moore should be moved down a little bit because I'm thinking Curtis Samuel will be better. And the other player is that I think should be moved way up from where he is. He's almost like not even in the top 30. It's T.Y. Hilton. I think this guy has just been playing and dealing with injuries. I watched him play. He looked like just a shell of himself trying to play through injuries. I think when this guy is healthy with Phillip Rivers quarterbacking, he's a top 15 wide receiver, and he's barely in the top 30. It's one of these things where they saw him, and it's like recency, but – he wasn't the right player. He wasn't playing with great quarterback play, and he certainly wasn't himself. So, with a veteran quarterback, with him being healthy, I think T.Y. Hilton needs to be moved up. You have any view on any of either of those two and some players on you, about yourself that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. So I, I would say on T.Y. Hilton, I just have a very high conviction on on the Colts as an offense overall. That's that, that's, uh, that's certainly my feeling. I think Phillip Rivers, with that offensive line, will make a distinct difference. You mentioned Naheem Hart. I think there's a lot of weapons there. I, I'm very excited about this offense. So I think it's undervalued. So I, I would agree with you uh, on that one. And, then you know, more is an interesting one, uh, but he's ranked pretty high. I, I don't have a... I, I'm... I think it's very difficult coming into a new year, new system, new coaches. It's hard. So you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not not understanding what you're saying. I, I can, I can agree. It's, it's actually a player I've, I've only owned like once on on like one team, so I don't have a lot of experience with him. But I, I, I'm a little bit gun shy just all around on the Carolina offense, just because of the new the newness of this year is a is, is a is a handicap, unfortunately.
1: Would, you know, I understand what you're saying
0: about that. All right, so for me, guys moving up, moving down. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a surprising one. Uh, a guy that I'm going to move down, and it's just because I just think the other two guys he's playing with are, you know, could potentially be as elite as him in, in, in no time, uh, and one of them is actually in, in, in the same place from a fantasy perspective last year. I think Amari Cooper's rated too high. Um, I think there's not a lot of disparity between – Cooper and, and Gallup, number one. Uh, you know, certainly last year from a performance basis, that was the case. I also worry, too, you know, there's a lot of time. You want to talk about players limping off the field a lot? That's another player that limps off the field a lot, and it's Amari Cooper. So I think that this receiving crew can you know be very – parallel in terms of their production, believe it or not. You know, C.D. Lamb has looked incredible by all accounts uh, in, in, in Cowboys camp. I saw a couple of amazing catches he made the other day. So I think, I think the balance of, of and the distribution of targets there could be a little interesting. So I think Amari Cooper is too high. All right. Two guys that I think are too low. Um, are well, actually sorry, one guy that I think is too low, and then another that I think is too high. Devontae Parker, I think, is gonna what he did in the second half of last season, and given everything that's gone on in Miami, I believe that's gonna continue. I'm, I'm just a sh- much stronger faith that this guy is a top 12 receiver, and that's what he was. A, he was the number two receiver in fantasy the second half of last year. I'm not saying he's gonna be there, but I think he's in top 12. And then the guy I just don't have enough confidence in because of the quarterback play there. And i just the situation on the offense. I'm going to take Terry McLaurin down. Uh, I just, I'm, t- I'm just too nervous about what's happening there with, with Haskins. I, even though they played together, the inconsistency there is going to weigh the player down. And he's probably more in the back end of the top 40 receivers than, in, than, than the front end of it.
1: Okay. That's, that's an interesting one. Again, you're really against the, against the grain on that one. You know, you're zigging when everyone else is zagging. So We'll have to see if that goes. Any other, or should we get to the tight end?
0: Let's move on to the tight ends. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as tight end, I think, you know, I'm going to beat the same drum. I think there are a lot, of, a lot of tight ends that could be moved up. So I think a bunch of them are all in the same category, and I'm going to continue with the same drum about the player that I have going the other way, and that's Evan Ingram. I, a player like that, if he's ranked around 10, 12, 15, that's one thing he's, like, ranked consistently top five or top six, I have to see that player stay on the field and produce, like, a top five or six tight end. So I'm taking a pass on Evan Ingram. Someone else can have him. I just think the risk is is too great uh, season after season after season for him not to be on the field to be ranked that high. So just one negative guy. I I don't have any problem with any of the Blake Jarwins, the Irv Smiths, Jonu Smith, you know, there's so many of these young tight ends that can move up that we could just talk about all of them, really. So the one player that I'm going to have the negative view on is Ingram. The other tight ends, obviously the elite ones in the top four or five, or right and then after that, you know, I think I think you could kind of debate and, you know, you could probably persuade me about the Hayden Hurst and they should be there and, and all of those different players. So I'm just going to have one... Negative view. I don't think Ingram should be ranked as the top five or six tight end. And uh, I'll hand it over to you. All
0: right, so for me, I'm a little bit concerned that the injury uh, that uh, um, uh, TJ Hawkinson was dealing with at the end of last year is still kind of lingering, which means he's not getting the repetitions You know, in an already shortened scenario. Uh, so I'm going to be a little bit gun-shy about Hawkinson. You know, unfortunately, he's in a great spot to succeed because he he's, should be a weapon in that offense uh, in years past you know, Stafford has hooked up with tight ends before and, and made them good players. But this is a player who's struggling to get back a little bit from that injury. So I'm a little bit worried and guys moving up and my conviction just continues to rise. No, I, you know, again, as as Wiz said, there's a number of guys we put in, put in them. But the situations that are going on, it remains very clear to me that these are guys that I want to own. Number one is Chris Herndon from the Jets. They've banged up at receiver, and even the receivers that they have are have question marks around them already coming into it. But him and the rapport between uh, Herndon and Darnold seems to be very evident. It was actually there in Darnold's rookie year last year because of injuries, suspension, or whatever, it wasn't able to get on track. But I love Chris Herndon even more so right now. Uh, just everything that's going on there. And the other guy I've met we've talked about him before, but they can't stop talking about Trey Burton in in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 Frank Reich's a very pious man. He's not lying. So I'm buying Trey Burton. Steph, pay attention this year.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think those are two tight ends that you'll get as your second tight end. And whatever draft you draft them in, you'll get them for next to nothing. They are just afterthoughts, even though there's a little Trey Burton hype train, a little, a little bit of that. But, hey, you'll be able to get that. So, you know, two two value tight ends you'll be able to get. So, yeah, that's it as far as I'm concerned. And uh, we're going to do a mock draft coming up.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, i got to get ready for that, no question about it. We're doing a mock snake draft, you and I, and we're going to kind of talk through our process when we're picking guys and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be a lot of picks that people will scratch their heads like, what are these guys talking about? But, you know what, That's uh, that's part of the game.
1: It really is. Great stuff. And uh, where could they find us and hear us? And yeah, again, us. so
0: Guru and Wiz are on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. you got to subscribe to it, and then the stuff comes to you just like that very easily. You don't have to do any work. It comes right to you. If you want to email us, Whiz at gmail.com. Uh, but, again, two weeks away, football. The drafts are even sooner than that. So this is where you want to come to for all your information. So, Wiz, I wish you a good rest of the day, and uh, we will follow you on the next uh, podcast, all right?
1: Absolutely. Great job.